Alright, what's going on everybody? This is your boy Luke Burke and we're on the Candidly Speaking Podcast. Today, I have my friend Walter Swanson and we're going to be talking about how to be your authentic self. Alright, so I want you guys to sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation. All right, Walt, what's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, man, Luke, I'm doing amazing, man. I, I greatly appreciate you having me on the show. Um, a lot of people don't know you and I. We go we go back a few years, you know yeah. what I mean? So um, it's probably definitely, uh, you know, been in the making for some time now. And I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy to be a part of it. Man, I appreciate it. And you know what? Um, once we get offline, you know, in a couple of days or so, you know, after the holidays, man, we're gonna have to talk about this, man, because I did not know, I did not know your degree was in uh, mass communications. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, man, I've been, um, I've, I've done, you know, mass communication. Of course, was my, uh, my 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 study during school, man. But uh, you know, I've also worked in radio and I've DJ for a number of years, right. uh, working in the, you know, with, with music and. Um, I actually even hosted a TV show, um, you know, for for about two years. So, uh, you know, just a great run in in the media industry, and and you know, just kind of being able to to be a part of that new wave of technology that allows you to, you know, be a personality from wherever you are in the world. You know, from home, from your car, from, you know, from a restaurant, from anywhere. You know, so, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, that's 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 pretty awesome. I, I maybe I knew that I knew you had kind of like a marketing background, but I, I guess I just didn't put the two together, man. So I, I think that's that's pretty awesome. So just want to tell everybody, you know, Walt is uh, a native of Atlanta, Georgia, a graduate of the University of West Georgia. Uh, as I said before, you know, he graduated degree in uh, mass communications and um, and marketing. And as he alluded to alluded to earlier, you know, he's a former media personality. And he's a current mentor with teenagers from the local community. And he's a DJ, as he alluded to. But here's one thing that I wanted to highlight. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, you're right. We have been um, some friends for years. Um, You know, I I can't remember exactly when we first met, but I remember I was going to the YS because I do my photography thing. Um, I can't I can't pinpoint the moment, but I I know we've been knowing each other for a while, man. And um, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about, you know, before we dive too deep into this being your authentic self is and it kind of falls in the same lines of being your authentic self is I knew that you were feeding knowledge into my son. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't like to allow everyone to do that, but I knew you were doing it, but I was OK with that. And then one day when I just happened to be at the at the facility, you know, I think he had like some bad grades or something. And when I actually heard you giving him that knowledge, I was like, man, he needs that like every single day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and I, I think it's I, I thought it was crazy because the stuff that you were telling him, it kind of opened my eyes. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm glad I am as protective over him as I am, because unless people are feeding him into him like you did, I don't want them feeding into him, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, you were just giving him life stuff, you know, and, you know, I appreciate that. And that kind of that kind of rolls into our conversation about authentic self in that moment. You know, I saw my son be his authentic self, like, hey, you know, I got to be because you were, you know, be real with yourself, you know, be honest, you know, 
And I saw your authentic self and I saw my son's authentic self. And I thought that was amazing, man. And, you know, I just want to say um, I appreciate that. And, you, you know, we highlighted that you mentor teenagers, man. So if 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 y'all hear the name, see the name Walter Swanson, make sure if you have a son, <laughs> make sure uh, you're going to you're going to know that he's, he's you know, and, you know, he's 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 going to give him some. Uh, some good knowledge, man. So I, I really do uh, appreciate that. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, one thing, and, you know, like I said, it does kind of feed into um, the talk that I did have with your son that day. And I, I remember exactly what day you're, you're, you're speaking of. Um, when you, when you look into his eyes or when I looked into his eyes, um, I didn't see a, a moment of, uh, you know, rebellion. I didn't see a moment of, you know, discouragement either. And I also didn't see a moment of defeat. You mm. know, I saw a moment of, hey, where am I right now? Mm. You know, and that's kind of what, you know, when you, when you, you know, connecting with, you know, individuals those age, that's kind of what you, which, well, you know, where you want to, where you want to meet them at. You want to meet them in, you know, in that space that they don't even know where they're at. Mm. Because that's when you start to build on to, hey, you know, well, who were you before? Right. Who did you think you were? Now that you're lost, where can we go from here? Mm. You know what I mean? And this is when you start to explore those areas of becoming yourself, those areas of, okay, you know, your son, he's an amazing basketball player. I mean, one of, I mean, one of the best basketball players I've ever seen at that age. Mm, man, I appreciate but if that. you had to tell him, Hey, if you had to tell him, there'll never be basketball again. Who is he? Mm. And that's kind of where, you know, um, I wanted to challenge him to say, Hey, now that we don't have basketball in the mix, you know what I mean? If, if if we had to take it all away, what would you do? You know what I mean? And that kind of builds into the to the next phase of his of his life and him trying to figure out, okay, who am I becoming? What am I? You know what I mean? Who 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 am I when I walk in the room? Are people always going to see me as the basketball player, or will they begin to see me as you know, I am so and so. He does this. He's known for that. Mm. You know, that's something that. Uh, you know, I, I struggled with uh, growing up. You know, I mean, it's no secret. I'm a big guy. If you see my physical stature, I'm a pretty big guy. I played ball growing up, uh, high school and college. There was a point in my life where I didn't want to be known for being a football player. Mm. I didn't want to be known for, you know, the big intimidating guy. I wanted to be known for who I felt like I was I was going to be and who I was becoming. And it took a lot of time. You know, it took a lot of, uh, took a lot, a lot of bumps on the head. Um, I had a lot of challenges, a lot of ups and a lot of downs, and I had to be placed in those situations um, in order for me to figure out what my best method of becoming, you know, a better person was, you mm. know, and, and that's one thing that I, I, I firmly believe when it comes to faith. I had a lot of faith. Mm. One thing about faith is you cannot have faith without having some type of fear. Mm. And, and, and in order to, 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 to utilize that faith, Something has to frighten you. Something has to be placed in front of you that's going to be a challenge. That's when your faith starts to kick in and say, okay, let's move forward. Let's continue. You know, don't hold your head down. Keep your head held high. Let's continue to walk. Um, so, you know, just kind of going back to what, you know, like I said, when, when, when you and me and your son were having that conversation, that's what I saw in him at that, in that, in that moment. I saw an opportunity to say, hey, this is where we can go because you're already here. There's no, I mean, there's, 
when you when when you're at the very bottom, the only place you can go is you know is, is up. You can climb your way out of it. Right. But when we climb our way out of it, are you going to be climbing up a ladder back into another hole, or are you going to be climbing out of the hole that you're already in and continue to climb out of that hole? You know, um, so that's kind of where where that conversation went. Yeah, no, and I I could tell after that conversation that um you know that kind of really had him had him thinking I can't remember I think he might have been in he had to have been in sixth grade at the time because but it kind of it really changes you know it really changed it's, it's one of those conversations that it's not really going to hit him to the fullest until he's like in like 11th or 12th grade right like it's going to really hit him like wait a minute you know what what am I doing you know and I think it's going to really hit him and I and I thought a point you made that was interesting was about being afraid because that's one of my first points about people as we get into the authentic self um people tend to be afraid to be their authentic self because we're kind of afraid of 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 judgment right so then on on the flip side of that they have this thing uh some people refer to as imposter syndrome um and they say well if people find out who mm-hmm. I really am then they won't like me or they won't want to be around me or, you know, from in my son's case, it's like, okay, well, outside of basketball. And I, I thought that was so key. If people realize that outside of basketball, I am not, I'm not the same guy in school as far as grades as I am on a basketball court, you know, he, he hides behind, he can hide behind that basketball and that authentic self. And I think that people suffer a lot from this imposter syndrome. I know there's like a medical term for it, but I don't know the medical term for it. Um, but you know, but usually that imposter syndrome is based on some type of level of success that you've had. And now you've had some kind of success in my son's cases is basketball, but now that level of success, now you're afraid. Okay. Well, if people find out who I really am deep inside, then they're going to know that that person that I pretend to be is not really me. And that's not so much as my son's situation, but I'm just, you know, giving an example. Um, so and to give people a, a more of a clear definition of, of this imposter syndrome, it says, you know, it refers to an internal experience or a, or a belief that you are not what people perceive you um, to be. And I just wanted to make that point. I think people are afraid to be who they are and for whatever for whatever reason. So with that, let me ask you this question. So. With, we're you know we're talking about being your authentic self what does it really mean to be your authentic authentic self right so if i'm a guy i'm looking at myself i'm like you know i see myself in the mirror every day i look at myself every day i'm me i'm real you know the person that i'm portraying every day is me right but what does it really mean to be your authentic self what does it actually mean um and, and like i said this is this is this is you know, going to be generally my opinion. Um, nothing that I feel is is fact because I, you know, and you know, just with me, everybody's a different person. Right. But when we talk about being our authentic self, I think you named a few things, but to me, the number one is knowing that there's going to be a part of you that nobody agrees with. Hmm. There's going to be a part of you that people do agree with. But which side of that? you know, agreement and, and, and disagreement, you know, what, what side of that, you know, do you, do you want to live in? Do you want to live on the side where, Hey, you know, more people agree with me than disagree with me or more people disagree with me than agree with me. Hmm. In the middle of that is, you know, where you, where you have to stand. And when I say where you have to stand is 
at some point in time, you have to have a foundation for yourself, no matter who believes in what. And, you know, I'll say this for, you know, for a lot of my guys out there who, you know, may, let's say, and I'm, I'm speaking for guys just because I am one, but, you know, in terms of, 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 of manhood, when we talk about marriage, when we talk about relationships and families and things like that, being your authentic self, you'll be challenged when it comes to, to, to different relationships in your life. Mm. You know, um, when it comes to, you know, your household, when it comes to things like, you know, what, what you want your household to look like. Um, to me, I feel like that's a, that's a, that's a, a firm and a, and a, and a, and a very, uh, strong foundation to have for yourself because it gives everyone around you the basis of, Hey, when they see you, they know what it is. Mm -hmm. When they see you, they know what time it is. When they see you, they know where you stand, you know, and, and, you know, being your authentic self sometimes is that side of, you know, people respect you a lot more because they know where you stand. You know, uh, I'm I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a diehard Atlanta Falcons fan. Oh yeah, you so, are. I know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I'm authentic. When it, when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons, I'm authentic. No matter how bad the season is, no matter how how much of a screw up my team is, you know where I stand when you see me. You don't have to question that. You mm. know what I mean? No matter how embarrassing it is, you will never have to question where my loyalty lies when it comes to an NFL football team. Mm. And 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 so I, I take that example to say things like career-wise, you know, I know that, you know, hey, when I when I talk to Luke, I know that he's going to be probably one of the most profound coaches that I'll meet because I've heard his logic, I've listened to him, I've been around him. I mean, you know, I would I would love for my, my child to be coached by Coach Luke, hmm. you know what I mean, because I know where you stand, and that's your authentic self. Nobody had to pay you to be a coach. You came in and you said, hey, you know, I want to see better. I want to implement the game. I want to implement these type of things into the atmosphere. That is your authentic self. You know, just 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 enforcing what it is you believe in, enforcing where you stand. And like I said, some people will agree. Some people will, you know, they'll disagree. But you have to figure out where you want to stand in, in between that. Mm. No, that's, that's, that's really good because when you were giving an example – all I could think about was my transition from when I was coaching on Dietrich at one year and then going into AAU basketball. And um, I appreciate you saying those, those, those nice words, man, because that portion of me has always been a challenge, you know, as far as authentic self as a coach, it's always been a challenge for me yeah. because there's, you know, when I get with parents, right. I hope, I always hope to get with parents who are going to understand what I'm trying to do. And unfortunately, the travel basketball world for kids, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade has caused parents to be very delusional about what their kids should probably be doing on a basketball court. And oftentimes I've, you know, for my authentic self as a coach, I've always struggled with yeah. the fact that, you know, I'm not about I'm not a I'm not a. A, a wins only coach. I'm a coach that I want to develop the kids. I want the kids to see some foundation because I had coaches growing up who showed me the, you know, the, the, that line of, you know, life and sports, you know, and that's what I want to implement with the kids. When I did training through USA basketball, I went to one of the coaches clinic and, you know, they kind of talk about some of the things that you want kids to have at a very early age. And one of the things you want kids to have is a love 
for the game, not so much a love for winning, which is okay, but like a love for the game. So it's so interesting that you brought that up because one of the things that I've always struggled with for my authentic self is I'm not a coach out here looking for W's on my resume. I'm a coach that's looking for, I'm looking for kids to get better at the game. And I, you know, it's not that I feel like the game is just messed up because I don't think it is. I just, that's just been my thing. And I've always struggled. Like, should I be trying to win more? Should I, you know, should I be doing this? You know, so that's always been a struggle for me, man. And I, and I, and I've, I've, publicly fought that battle with just you know just other coaches not that we fought about it but just other coaches like seeing their philosophy and my philosophy being completely different man you know right. so that's that's that is a great point man because that's definitely where i've where i've been as far as my authentic self my authentic coaching self you know so. and, 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 and and that's that's one of those you know examples that you know and i i i, I utilize that but that's one of those examples to where you know you're using your authentic self to develop and help, like you said, you know, but you will have those who may disagree because they may feel like, Hey, I don't want my son on a program. That's not trying to win. You right. see what I mean? So yeah. it, it kind of both walks hand in hand because your authentic self is not necessarily about winning because you know, if you can develop an authenticity and a lot of those players then winning comes along with that. Right, exactly. Yep. You know, whether it's whether it's in the form of a championship, whether it's in the form of, you know, that 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 player going to the next level and playing, you know, high school ball, college ball and so on, or that person even becoming a coach one day. Mm. You know, those are the things that, you know, you utilize to to to, to get a win regardless. And some right. like I said, some will disagree because they they'd rather see a W than development, you know what I mean? So, absolutely. No, you're you're absolutely right. And then to that point, you know, I've been I've been coaching around the area for a very long time. I originally got around here in about two thousand and two. So I had kind of been coaching off and on since then. And so a lot of the kids that I yeah. originally started coaching, like a lot of those kids are have families, right? And it's so funny talking to them because, you know, of course some of them I you know, I thought, okay, you know, your athletic career is gonna be is gonna be great. And some of them did go to play college basketball and stuff like that, but it's, that's not what you're most happy about for these kids most right. days. You're, you know, you're seeing them with their family. Like I got a picture the other day, um, one of the one of the guys, and you know his uh, with his family. I'm like, man, that is, you know, this. I remember when he was 10, 12 years old out here, you know, playing Pokemon on the sideline, you know. Um, so, right. so, so, yeah, man, that's 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 um, definitely a, a a great point. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you you brought that up. So. With that being said, though, so I'll, I'll speak on myself. Right. So it was hard for me it, mm-hmm. in, in that case. It was hard for me to be authentic with with myself because I was questioning in my mind if I was actually right or wrong. Right. So mm-hmm. and, and in this case, it was not really a right or wrong. It's just that's just how you see the game. Right. That's just how right. you see the kids, you know development so I, I i still even now having this conversation I'm, I'm thinking why why did i why do i even struggle so much with with that with with if i should be out here trying to win games because i know deep down inside from different college coaches that i've talked to different high school coaches that i've talked to i know deep inside that my philosophy is on the right lines even even if you listen to some of um 
you know, I listen to some pro coaches and a lot of times they're still talking about things that they're working on with their players. They're still developing their players in certain areas, um, even at the even at the pro level. Um, you know, and that one of the camps I went to, the coach was like, uh, coaches, please teach your kid basic footwork because they're getting in, in college and they're super athletic, but they don't even know how to do a basic pivot. And I'm like, man, right. that's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, so but they had, I, but they had, they, they probably had a championship where they came from because winning was a fault. You know what I mean? It's, right. You see, is 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 you know they 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 have a reward that they never had an opportunity to really earn because the authentic self within them w- was never presented. Mm. You see, mm. absolutely. No, that's mm. true. That's true. So, but why? Why do you think we? Why do you think people struggle with that? Though? Why do you think people struggle with being their authentic self? Like, is it? Is, like, is it a desire? Like, what? What is it? What is it that people struggle with to be their authentic self? I think that's that's what I would like to kind of talk about. You know, I, I'll give you my take on the struggles of it because I think everyone will struggle with being their their authentic self, no matter how real everybody feels like they are. Everybody has a a struggle with being their authentic self. Um, you know. I say I use politics for example. I use mm. politics. Yep. Anyone who you know religiously follows politics and they understand the the the, the process of your you know you know the voting system and um, the Democratic parties versus the Republican parties and the independent parties and things like that, you know. It it, it, it it makes a, it it, it kind of hinders it kind of hinders you from wanting to talk about it because you know let's let's take this last election for example what if you were a Republican you know and I, I'm I'm only using this as a you know like I said as a, as an analogy for what we're talking about right now what if you were an, a Republican not because of who's in office but because of what you believe in you know what you stand for what you truthfully truthfully feel like you stand for. Mm. And you're surrounded, and you have multiple friends that are Democrats. They don't like the current president. They want the current president out of office. They, you know, it puts you in a situation to where you you definitely would feel like you're being judged by everyone in the room, no matter what's going on. You feel like you're being judged. Um, you know, so I I I I take that, and I use an authentic self as that as that you know that assembly to say, you know you're almost kind of like in a political battle with how you feel versus how other people feel about you, Mm. you know? And when you know how other people feel about you or when they're, you know, letting, you know, letting you know, you know, like I said, what, what they would do if they felt this type of way about you, or, you know, they felt this type of way about somebody else, you know, I mean, it it, it can be a bit discouraging to want to really be who you are. Um, I know when I was in high school, I was I was I was pretty popular. You know, I was homecoming king, and you know, um, as come to the high school, I was a you know letterman in in in, in two different sports. Mm-hmm. Um, football being one of the you know like you saw in my primary sports. Um, you know, I was popular. I you know dated the cheerleaders and all that kind of stuff. You know, I, I was that guy. You know what I mean? I TJ, um, the teachers knew who I was. You know, I was that guy. Right. Um, but I went to an all black school. Um. And one of my uh, one of my pleasures as as you know a teenager was was rock and roll music. 
And not a lot of people knew that. Wasn't a lot of people that knew that about me. Like I said, I went to an all-black school. I mean, it was rap music, the early trap music, hip-hop. That was the culture. And I had this diehard fascination for rock and roll music that nobody knew about. (laughs) Wow, okay. (laughs) Nobody knew about it. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, I was was Nirvana. I was Journey. I was, you know, bands like Air Supply, uh, Green Day. Like, those, like, I I loved... I love that music, you know mm. what I mean? N-E-R-D, I was that hard, you know, rock and roll, and I had albums for days. Yeah. Um, but nobody knew this. Nobody knew this stuff. Um, I met a friend when I was in the 10th grade, and I found that he had the same fascination for rock and roll music that I had. He had actually played the guitar, and I, I mean, I loved it. So I hung out with him as much as I possibly could. Mm. Okay. But I noticed that in Mike, this is another black kid now. I noticed that he he had gotten bullied a lot. People would constantly try to pick fights with him because of the way he dressed, his choice in music, um, you know, some of the things that he was into that, you know, the popular crowd, I guess, or the majority wasn't into. And it just turned out that I I, I was on both sides of that. You know, I loved everything Mm -hmm. that he loved when it came to the music, when it came to, you know, the art, when it came to the way he dressed. But I also had a love for, you know, for the culture on, on, on the, you know, on the, on the popular side of it, on the majority side as well. Right. Um, one day I had to make a decision to defend him in the fight that he was about to get into with a few of my friends, my other friends. And I had to make that decision to defend him. And I knew that that decision that I made was going to, it was going to, it was going to change and alter a lot about my high school uh, legacy about, um, you know, how the rest of my high school experience would turn out to be. And, you know, I'd probably even lose a lot of friends behind it because I was defending this guy. Um, but I did. I did because he was he, he was my friend. He was cool. And I knew that they were picking on him and they were, you know, they, they were just kind of in his face over his love for, for, for being authentic to himself. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't realize it at the time, you know, but as I got older, I realized that he's still my friend to, like to this day, you know what I mean? One of my, I mean, he's one of my best friends to this day. But I, I realized as I got older that that was the internal struggle that I was having between being myself and presenting myself to the majority. Mm. Nobody wants to be on the side of the minority because there are less benefits, there are less you know, there's less of an opportunity for you when you're on the side of the, of, the, of the minority. You know, people don't see you the same when you're on the side of the minority. It's almost kind of like sometimes they don't see you at all when you're on the side of the minority. Hmm. But I made that decision, and I knew that whatever happened behind that, I'll deal with it. I said, hey, if they want to fight me every day because I like rock and roll music, so be it. Hey, if they want to, you know, bash me for, you know, for, for, for playing this music when I'm pulling into the school parking lot, then, hey, so be it. You know, when I defended him, I actually got more friends because there were a lot more people who was, was they were they were in tune with what he was going for mm. and what I had believed in than I knew. So I defended this kid, man, and, you know, I want to say about a week or so later, we had gotten in trouble and, you know, got kicked out of school and everything. But about a week later, the same guys I was defending him against, I found out that one of them played, uh, one of them played the bass guitar. 
And mm-hmm. another one played in the played the drum set. And I'm like, man, you know, the guy, the guy I'm defending, he plays the guitar. I mean, why not? Why 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 are we not starting a band instead of fighting each other? You know what I mean? Like this 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 is what makes sense. You know, um, those guys they they got together and they started a band. They got mm-hmm. together, started a band, and I mean they made some great music, made a few albums as well. Um, did some concert, you know, some 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 concerts, a few tours and things like that. But you see how becoming your authentic self kind of held someone else back, but it also released and freed someone in the midst of, you know, confronting your authentic self. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it yeah. was kind of a, uh, uh, it was kind of a door opener on both ends. You know, um, on the one end, I struggled to to, to even to even want to let people know that this is what I was, you know, I was cool with this guy because of what he was into. And then on the other end, there were people who were fighting themselves, trying not to let people know what they were into. And they had to try to prove it by trying to fight this kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when it all came down to it, it's like, hey, we all confronted our authentic self, and this is what happened. Mm. This is what happened. We all became who we were, and success came out of it. You know, so, you know, I kind of go back to, to, to the, you know, to that original question of, you know, why do people struggle? Yeah. I think that there's a fear of not being a part of the majority. Mm. There's a fear that the minority will engulf you and take over your life and ruin your experiences for certain things that you feel like you should have been a part of. They'll ruin how you move forward. They'll ruin, you know, the latest chance that you may have had or for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Right. And and I would challenge anybody, you know, hey, if you do struggle with your authentic self, step back, look in the mirror, and ask yourself what the positives can be mm. if you are your authentic self. What are some of the positives that can come out of that? Because it's easy for us to call out the negative behind not being who we truly are. But it's extremely hard to find the positives. And the reason we don't want to find the positives is because we don't see a positive. Right. We don't see a positive. So mm. we have to start looking for, for the positive in every situation and everything that we do. You know what I mean? And that's the, you know, it kind of opens up a door to you wanting to be yourself even more. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm from the South, Luke, and I think a lot of people can probably tell when I, when I talk. <laughs> but, you know, my struggles when I, I know when I moved up to the area, my struggles working within corporate America, I've always felt like was, you know, my accent, my dialect, you know, where I come from, you know yeah. what I mean? Because that's how we, that's how we talk. We say y'all instead of you all or yeah. they, or we, you know what I mean? That's, that's how we talk. Same and, here, man. you know, I've always put on the, say again? I said same here, man. Coming from North Carolina. Yeah, you know. And, exactly. So, you know, you know, you know, just like I know, you know, it was a challenge to really open up, speak the way I speak, talk the way that I talk, you know, and, and let people even know that, you know, hey, you know, in the South, we do it like this. We don't do it like that. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. you know, it's a little different, you know. Um, and a lot of those people may have been your coworkers, but then you'll find that, you know, you work with a lot of people who may be a little bit more fascinated with your background mm-hmm. or where you come from than you even know. Right. And that opens up a lot of doors for you. You know what I mean? But but believe it or not, it does open up a lot of doors for you. You know, so so face some of those challenges. For anybody listening, face some of those challenges that you feel like, you know, hold you back from wanting to be your authentic self and move forward with it, you know. Right. And, you know, there's two points I want to make here. One I want to make before I forget. So, uh, you know, everybody knows this last past summer uh, ESPN came out with that documentary um, 
the uh, the last dance with the whole Michael Jordan, you know, Chicago Bulls team. Um, one of the things I've always noticed about Michael Jordan, uh, he's from Wilmington. I think he's from Wilmington, North Carolina. Listen to any of Michael Jordan's early interviews. He has like you can hear his accent really heavy um, if you actually listen to it. And now when you listen to him talk, I always related to him on this because now when you listen to him talk, you can tell that he's kind of put more work into not sounding the way he sounded coming from North Carolina. And that could just be from, you know, because you you start to pick up different dialects as you travel and move on and be around more people. And it could have just been that maybe he didn't work on it. But I know similar to what you're saying is because of because of where I came from, you know, you come up, you come up north, man. You know, everybody's talking fast. Everybody's doing this. Everybody's doing that. And you're like, wait a minute. You know, somebody, you know, you'll be in a cab somewhere and they're talking real fast. Like, man, I didn't I didn't catch that. You're going to have to give me a second. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to give me a second, you know. And, uh, you know, you kind of learn to pick up on that kind of stuff. And uh, but, you know, I, same thing for me. I always struggle. And, you know, there are some other stuff I can tell you offline, but. I've always struggled with that, um, you know, that that authentic thing as far as like my accent and where I came from. Because people, not only did I recognize it myself, but people would point it out and like they'll try to be nice about it. Like, oh, you know, I hear your accent. But when I hear that, it's like, crap, I'm not hiding it well enough, you know? Right. Um, right. So I can definitely uh relate to that the other thing was you know since i was a kid man i I, i'm i'm so serious about this since i was a kid there's two sports that i always wanted to play but the the reputation was black people don't play these sports (laughs) right um one of them was baseball even though that's not true um black people did play baseball back then but growing up where i grew up you didn't see a lot of black boys playing baseball i knew one guy that played baseball uh, one black guy. That, two. Right. I'm sorry, two. I knew two black guys that played baseball. It might have been three, but I knew two. And I always wanted to play baseball. I wanted to try baseball, but I was always afraid to try baseball because I didn't want to look like I was being that guy. Like, why are you playing baseball? You know, or why are you even right. trying out? I mean, part of it was my confidence. I didn't know if I could make the team or not. But most of it was I don't want to be the only black guy traveling on the team. You know, because baseball, where I'm from, right. is, is pretty serious, right? Um, it's 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 a very it's it's the sport for the most part, where I'm from, and partly because um, this guy, former pitcher uh, Jim Catfish Hunter, he's from the area, and um, you know, so it's a it's a very strong, um, you know, baseball driven area, and you know, I always wanted to play, but I, I never could work up the courage to go and say, hey, I want to play baseball. The next thing was, since I can remember when I was like five or six, seven years old, I always wanted to play golf. Like I always wanted to play golf. I remember I remember specifically being a kid, being outside digging, you know, being in the country, man, you do all kind of stuff, you know. So, um, you know, we I you know, I used to dig like these little holes in the ground and I had like this fake golf club and I had like these little plastic golf balls and I used to putt in these little holes, you know. But when I was around my friends, that was not something I could, ex- I, I should say it this way. That was not something at the time I felt I could express to anybody that I liked golf. And then, of course, 90, right. you know, mid 90s, Tiger Woods storm and then everybody's playing golf. You know, so now it looks like I'm only playing golf because of Tiger Woods, but I always wanted to play golf. Um, so, and, th- you know, that's and, that's another and, one of those things. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
And I, and I was just going to say, you know, and you've identified, you know, two different situations where the minority kicked in. Mm. And, and I mean, like I said, it creates this fear and this panic that, you know, hey, you know, I, I'd rather just kind of sit back and not even, you know, approach that or not even identify that I want to be a part of it. And, and, and I mean, do you, like I said, you could have definitely been the next great baseball player or tennis player, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm sorry, old golf player, right. you know, um, you know, and that's, that's what it does. That's what that, that's what that fear does. That's what that struggle does, you know, it holds us back from something that we could have been great at, you know? Mm. Yeah. I, I, I often think about that. I, I often like, man, you know, I should have, uh, so my son, you know, like you say, he plays basketball. I've been trying to push him into baseball for a long time. You know, I was like, go try to play baseball. Go try to play baseball. And it's not that, you know, I was trying to get him to do it because of me, but I wanted him to try something different. And he actually, um, I don't know if we ever talked about this, but he actually did pretty well playing baseball for it to be his first year. I think he played his first time when he was 11 years old. Um, you know, he started pitching. He did real good at that, you know, not having any experience. And he did really well, but – my son is also he's a very active dude so <laughs> so sitting on the side sitting on the sideline waiting for somebody to to pitch or you know switch innings and stuff was just not his thing i mean he did pretty well you know he had some problems fielding but you know that would have uh that would have that would have came with time so um but yeah man i i, I wish i would have um had this kind of conversation um growing up for someone to say hey you know you have to be you have to be you right. and and no matter what you know if you know people it's kind of cliche to say sometimes but you know be you to make yourself you know make yourself happy and i don't i don't know how far i take that but you it's it's impossible to be who you are and happy with yourself if you can't even feel like you are yourself at all times like it, it right. seems like it's near it seems like it's impossible to do that and we'll always struggle as people with some aspect of life but you know if you can't just get to that core of i am who i am you know um and then you know and I'll, and i'll make this example too i don't know exactly what scripture it is but there's a scripture in the bible and god is like i am you know tell him that i am you know i got one of my friends right. he's he's in a um you know he's he's running a thing right now Um, where he talks about, you know, his, you know, I am, you know, he kind of talks about that. But when you think about that scripture and you think about God saying that at the very core, I am me, you know, I am me at the very core. And if you take that away, then what do you have? What do you have? So I I think that's, that's, that's really good. Um, You know, what what you were saying there. So, um, so I guess, you know, as we talk about this, we, you know, we kind of went, we've gone into a lot of stuff, but if you were advising someone to, cause you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of self-evaluation, right? Like what, you know, when somebody say something about me, if, if, if Walt came to me and say, Luke, I didn't like this, man, I, I really didn't like that you did that. You know, it's up to, you know, maybe I might be a little upset, but it's up to me to really evaluate what Walt is saying. And I always say, okay, is what Walt saying? Okay. Regardless of how mad I am, is what he's saying authentic or is what he's saying? Is there some truth? Is there any truth to what he's saying? Like any hint of truth to what he's saying? And if there is a hint of truth, then I really have to evaluate what he's saying. Um, but if I don't believe there is no truth to that, then I really have to look and say, okay, well, why is, why is this, um, you know, why is this really, um, coming out? So what I'm, I guess where I'm getting at is 
if someone is out here and they don't even know they're being an imposter, maybe that's a bad way to put it, but if they don't even know that they have this fear, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of ways do you think people can, can start to identify, um, you know, if they are representing their authentic self or not? So how, if I'm looking in the mirror, how can I tell, and I'm, I'm evaluating myself, how can I tell if I'm, if I'm really being authentic? Well, I think I think you can you can always um, evaluate your 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 circle your circle of friends and mm-hmm. the people that are around you. Um, you know, you can ask certain things and you can just you can just spark something up like you know I told you I like rock and roll music. Um, that may be something new for a lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they may they may say, man, I never I never knew you liked it. That's a part of me that's not truly being authentic with myself. And like I said, it is very, uh, you know, very light example. But, you know, look at look at your circle of friends. Look at the people that are around you and kind of ask yourself, you know, if they all walked in the room, would they know this about you? Would they know that about you? You know what I mean? Would they know that you, you know, would they know that you really don't like to eat chocolate? But you're mm-hmm. only eating chocolate because, you know, if they, you know, if, if somebody found out I wasn't eating chocolate, they'd look at me some type of way, you know what I mean? Or, you know, whatever have you. I, um, there's a, there's a movie came out, uh, years back, but it's a part of that, uh, Dark Knight trilogy that was mm-hmm. directed by Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Um, it was a third installment. It was, uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Right. It was Batman versus Bane and Catwoman was in the movie as well. Um, for anybody that hasn't seen it, I, I, I challenge everybody to go and see this movie because it talk, I mean, it, it really teaches you about being your true self. But um, there's a scene in particular that I, I'll never forget. Uh, Bruce Wayne and, and Selena Kyle, who is, who is Catwoman, they were at a masquerade party. And everybody at the party had on, you know, the, the, the fancy, expensive-looking masks and you know, they all had him a nice little costume or an outfit of some sort. Um, and Bruce Wayne comes in, and he doesn't have on a mask. He doesn't have on, you know, he just has on a tuxedo, and, you know, it's just him. No mask mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. So he's dancing with Selena Kyle, and she has on a mask, and she asks him the question. She says, well, you know, Mr. Wayne, everybody's here in a costume, or they have on a mask. Well, where is yours? Who, who are you supposed to be? And then he simply stated, I'm Bruce Wayne. The common person would hear that, or I, I think the average person would hear that and say, oh, okay, he's pretty much telling us that he's not, I mean, he, he's not into, you know, the costumes and all that kind of stuff. Right. I took it a little different. I took it as him saying, I've been Bruce Wayne, and I, Bruce Wayne is who I am in, like, pretending to be. Bruce Wayne is the imposter within me. Mm. But nobody else can see that. Nobody else saw that. Right. The true self, or his true self, his authentic self, was Batman, the person who was driven to save the city, the person who was driven to fight crime and stand up for justice. That person, that was his authentic self. Mm. Bruce Wayne was the billionaire, philanthropist, playboy, and I think deep down inside, that really wasn't him. That was his, that was his imposter. Right. That was the person that he wasn't supposed to be. And if you're watching that movie, you, you, I mean, you could, you could see that. Bruce Wayne is definitely the day, and Batman is definitely the night. But in his in his mind of it, you know, he'd much rather be Batman because he's true to himself. 
no matter what happens, no matter who agrees or disagrees, and no matter who says what about him. They called him a vigilante. The police tried to arrest him. I mean, you know, the criminals hated him. You know, there was even parts of him that knew that his 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 closest friends, you know, his his own, you know, his own servant, who was Alfred, his closest friends and confidants, they didn't want him to be Batman. But deep down inside, he said, you know what, I have to be true to who I am. Mm. So to you all, I'll be Bruce Wayne. And everybody can see me as being Bruce Wayne, but I need I need somebody to know that Bruce Wayne is the imposter. And, you know, he did something that, you know, when we when we talk about how how we can face that or how we can, you know, how we can ask him, how we can identify it, you know, we just know when you when you walk into a room at like just similar to Bruce Wayne, what he did, when you walk into a room and you just you just feel like you don't belong. Mm. And you act accordingly. You act as if, you know what? Let me let me laugh at these jokes, even though they, you know, they may not be, you know, I I don't understand a word of what they're saying. Let me, you know, just kind of kind of carry on with, you know, with business as usual. Um, let me dress a certain type of way, even though this really isn't who I am. Let me yeah. let me carry on. And then when I get home, I'll I'll you know I'll I'll pop my rock and roll back in. I'll talk the way I normally talk when I'm not at work or when I'm not around those people, you know. So. I think, you know, utilizing that self-identification first and foremost, and then also identifying who your circle is, you know, or identifying with your circle, you know, the type of things that they see you as, you know, those are two of the, those are two of the, 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 the number one things that help you to realize, you know what, man, I'm really not being myself. I'm really not being who I'm supposed to be. I'm really not being my, my authentic self mm. because, there's a circle of people that don't even know that I, I, you know, I like to do yoga on the weekends or right? that I even do yoga on the weekends for whatever reason they don't know. Mm. But then there's also myself to where anytime I walk into a situation or that circumstance or, you know, this position, I feel so uncomfortable and I just know like this is just not, I just feel like it's not where I'm supposed to be. And when I say that, I don't, I don't mean it in terms of a career or, you know, right. You know, how you make your money is how you make your money, most definitely. But you still, at the end of the day, have to figure out, you know, what it is you enjoy for your authentic self. You know what I mean? Um, and I pride you because, you know, like I said, your daytime job is not what we're talking on right now. Right. This is what you enjoy. This is what you, you know, this is your authentic self. And, you know, you're, you're now opening up this box to let the world see it. Mm-hmm. This is now coming to the forefront to say, hey, I'm Luke Burke, and I want the world to hear my voice and hear, you know, the, the, the inspiration that I have behind some of the topics that I talk about. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring those people who have that same passion into it, and yep. I want them to hear it as well. You know, you start to kind of know and understand when you're feeling out of place, you know. Um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I that's kind of what I feel. It's kind of what I feel, you know. That's how you can kind of, I you know, identify with yourself as if, you know, you're not being your authentic self. And um, if, if you know, people's people's opinions, like I said, they are opinions. You take what you want to take from their opinion. Um, you know, the way I tell it, you know, right or wrong is an opinion, you know, unless it's dealing with math or history or, or foreign language. But, right. you know, right or wrong is someone's opinion because you may not agree with what they agree with, you know. So, um, yeah, so I just take it from that, you know, and I, I, I kind of leave it there. Okay. 
Um, I kind of want to go back to that Bruce Wayne thing because that's kind of fascinating to me. So you're saying that to to the to the eyes of everyone else in that room, to the eyes of everyone else in that room, he was not wearing a mask, but to himself and his own interpretation, he was. Even though to them they he yeah. he he wasn't wearing one, but to him he kind of was, even though physically he wasn't. So would would you right. say that's kind of what what you're saying here? So because I if if that's if that if I'm saying that right, man, that's that's really fascinating to me to think about because I think we're all kind of in that situation sometimes where we're yeah. kind of like those examples that you gave, and you know one of the funny things you know, I thought about was uh, when I was a kid, I never liked eating cantaloupe. I never liked it. I never, I never liked eating cantaloupe, even though I worked in cantaloupe fields, watermelon fields. I never liked cantaloupe, but my cousins, they all liked cantaloupe. So there would be times I'd be sitting there eating cantaloupe and I hated it because I wanted to be part of the group. You know, and I don't know if as a kid, you know, I, I could relate that to being authentic, but I could, I probably can because I just didn't want them to look at me and say, well, how in the world can you not like cantaloupe? And it's like, like I, I just don't like it. And to this day, I I kid you not, well, I will try to eat cantaloupe to this day and I still can't do it. <laughs> I still cannot do it. Like if I'm in a pinch and I need, I just want some fruit and I buy one of those little fruit bowls and they got cantaloupe in it and I can mask the taste with like some watermelon and you know, I can do the honeydew, but, you know, if I can mask the, the, the taste with like a strawberry or something, I'll stomach it so I don't waste it. But I, right. I, I cannot stand cantaloupe, man. And <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's a crazy story. But when I was a kid, that's that's just where I was. But I really like that example that you gave about the Bruce Wayne thing, because to everybody else, he wasn't wearing a mask. But to him, his authentic self, like you said. He was kind of wearing a mask because, hey, you guys see this guy, but that's not that's not really who I am. You know, so I, I really um, I really like that. And another movie I think about is kind of completely different. But uh, I think about because uh, we just recently let my son watch it. Uh, I think during was it Thanksgiving or maybe it was a little bit before Thanksgiving. For the first time ever, he watched the movie The Mask with Jim Carrey. And oh, yeah. yeah, you know, so that was complete you know not but when he put on that mask so you know to go into that example when he was walking around as Jim Carrey you know he was he was just Jim Carrey but his inner desires come out when you put on that mask right so it's kind of almost the opposite yeah. of what we're talking about but at least but when he put on the mask his inner desires came out and that mask brought out his innermost self and he was basically like a cartoon character <laughs> you know so but right. that, but that right. was okay because to him that's what he liked that was that was what it was and you know um so i man i just thought that was a great example man so now i'm going to go back and watch that and then i'm going to be thinking about that so that's that that right. is a, a that is a, a great example so a couple of points i wanted to make um you know you kind of hit on these already um you know, about people dealing with this whole self-authentic stuff. And, you know, it gets, and I don't know, some people listening to it is hoping that we dive deeper into this. Um, but there are some, some levels of this that I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to dive into just yet um, because I don't have enough right. research on it. But, um, you know, when people, when people are, are dealing with this stuff, man, when people are coping with this, um, you know, I think, you know, people have to, people and I think you alluded to it people really have to ask themselves 
you know, how do how do I see myself going back to that self-evaluation thing? How do I see myself? Do I see myself as a good person? Am I really trying? Um, you know, am I am I worth what I'm what I think I should be worth? Am I worth what I'm what I'm looking for? Um, and do I have to do I have to be some level of perfect or do I have to be what others want me to be in order for them to accept me? And I think that's one of the biggest things. Like, do I have to be this in order for you to accept me. And, um, you know, I, I, I think on one of my other podcasts, I kind of related something to, to dating. So it, it kind of is like dating, right? So when you're, you know, when you're dating, you're putting your best foot forward, you know, and right. some would argue that, you know, you, most people bring their representative to their dates, you know, because oh, yeah. if they feel oh, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, if you can't, you know, if I'm on this date and I do something, that's you know she or he might find off or wrong i might i might lose out on this you know i don't i don't want to lose out on this you know so i think i think the uh authentic self applies to so many so many areas of our lives man and um you know so i guess i guess uh to kind of close out the um you know conversation um i would i would want to ask um once someone recognizes um, there are authentic self, right? Once they, once they recognize, okay, you know, I haven't really been that authentic. Right. And then, you know, they start, they thought they start that journey to, to be authentic and they start what I would call that journey to freedom because it really is like freedom. Um, when you, when you're not always, you know, depending on, you know, being something else that, you know, you are, you are, you are not, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, when when people recognize, okay, I haven't been my authentic st- self. I need to take these steps to freedom. Um, once they once they recognize that, I guess how do they how do they, how do you start to live authentically? Like, do you do you just is it something that you just dive right into, or I guess you know to put it in a shorter way what what are what are the next steps do i now start to just force myself out of situations so for example my friends and i we like to go out i really don't like to go but i've been going out and they call me do i instantly say no i'm you know not saying that you would respond like this but do you instantly say no i'm being my authentic self tonight i'm not going out with y'all you know how do how do you how do you yeah. make that transition is it a hard transition or is it one of those things that you kind of got to just always continue to evaluate and 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 make determinations of okay you know what i know i was doing that in the past that's not really my authentic self let me get away from that how do you how do you make that transition i would say uh and i would i would recommend you know three three different three different steps or three different ways um however you decide to look at it but i would i would say um explore your options and those are the options that you feel like benefit you um, you know, and the options that you enjoy, you know what I mean? Explore the options that you have presented in front of you um, and don't feel like the options that you have are other people's options. Um, but that would be step one. You know, like I said, explore your own, explore your own options that benefit you and, you know, that you enjoy. Uh, step number two would be research. Um, you know, understand why you like certain things. Understand why you are, in, you know, you are a certain way. Help, you know, help yourself to understand and be more confident as to, you know, why you enjoy being who you're being. So that way, you know, 
once you start to become yourself or just really being yourself, your authentic self, you don't have to question, you know what I mean, why you like things. You don't have to question why you react the way that you react or why you listen to what you listen to. You don't have to question yourself. Um, if you do your research, like I said, just kind of really, you know, research yourself and just understand, you know, what you've liked for years, you know, who, you, who you've who you always felt like you were for years, you know. Um, and then I would say uh, procedural, you know what I mean? Come up with some type of a timeline and, and, and a procedure as to how you're, uh, you know, you're going to make your own self, you know, your authentic self uh, 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 transition, you know, um, you know, so like, you know, your example, if someone asks, you know, if you want to go to a club and just kind of flat out saying, no, you know, give yourself some time, you know, give yourself some time, you know, to really just kind of say, hey, you know, I, I'll think about it. You know what I mean? You don't have to just flat out and say, no, say, hey, I'll think about it. Because in the midst of you thinking about it or in the midst of you, you know, giving yourself a little bit of time to really just kind of reflect on if you really want to go to the club, if you don't want to go to the club, you know, this this gives you some time to really just focus in and say, hey, what do I really feel like doing? Um, you may not be a person that likes the club, but there may be a particular night that you just want to bond with your friends and hang out with them. You know what I mean? So, you know, you can separate that by saying, well, you know, I thought about it, man. I, I'm really not up for going, you know, going to a club or, or anything like that tonight. I think I'm going to just kind of hang mm-hmm. out. And you can stand firm on that because then you'll see – that once you're becoming your authentic self, people will, they may adjust, they may make their adjustments based off of how you feel now, you know, and some of the things that you present. So, um, so I just say those three different techniques, you know, um, you know, like I said, you know, present yourself with your own options, uh, do your research on yourself and, you know, other things that you enjoy and, you know, your own emotions and your own feelings. And then also too, uh, being procedural with it, you know, take your time, understand who you are, understand, you know, what you really want to do. Give yourself time. You, you Don't rush yourself to be who you think other people, you know, see you as or who you really love yourself to be. Give yourself time to become that person so that way you can start to live without those regrets. Man, that's that's awesome. And I, I also think, you know, as you were talking, I know we're closing out here, but as you were talking, I think one of the other things that people kind of struggle with with their authentic self is not only do they struggle with how they perceive or how they think people perceive them, but they also struggle with how they perceive themselves, right? So I'll tell you an example. You know, in our community, um, in the black community, it's it's a very big thing. Hey, you know, you know, education, education, education. It wasn't pushed very much in my own personal household, but I know, um, you know, as a culture, you know, is, is a really big thing. You know, you want to try to get ahead and the way to get ahead is, um, you know, by education. So if you're, if you're a person and maybe you didn't accomplish that, you know, maybe life happened and you didn't accomplish that four year degree or that, or that master's degree and you struggle internally with yourself because you didn't accomplish right. those things because you feel like that is, what you were supposed to do and that's what you were supposed to be that's where your authentic self was supposed to be and in a lot of cases that's not always that's not always always the case you know you're not you're not always meant to be that and it's you know you kind of talked about being an athlete yourself and i heard Mm -hmm. um i heard kyrie irving on uh, kevin durant's podcast and he he kind of goes into that stuff about you know basketball was only is only a small part of who kyrie irving is 
you know, that's only a small part of him, you know, that, you know, people don't see, you know, when he grew up, you know, how he grew up and all these other things and all the things that he's doing off the court, you know, so I, I thought that was a, um, a very interesting conversation, but I just think that sometimes people not only struggle with how others perceive them, but how other, how we perceive ourselves. And sometimes that comes from, and, um, Honestly, sometimes uh, it happens a lot with athletes, I think, because a lot of times, you know, like you were just talking about, you know, as an athlete, you know, if you're a popular athlete, it's like, OK, mm-hmm. you know, I'm that dude, you know, I'm 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 this and I'm that. And then, you know, you've you've heard this for so long, for so long. And then at some point you have to deal with who, you know, you really are. And when you're older, you might be like, wait a minute, man, you know, I'm 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 this person, you know, wait, wait right. a minute. you know, what's going on? But then when you really sit back and look at it, like, you know what? That person, that was just what I enjoyed doing. And I just happened to be good at it. (laughs) That person is not, is not me. And the other thing I heard Kyrie talk about, which I thought was very interesting. You know, he talks about, you know, sometimes you, you know, as a, as a, as a, you know, he, he wasn't trying to call himself a superstar or anything like that, but he said, you know, sometimes being in a public eye like that, you know, sometimes you do get lost into that thing. You know, sometimes you do get lost into that and then you're not really yourself. You're not being authentic. Um, you know, so I, I think, I think, you know, your, your points are, 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 are great and they're, and they're valid, but, you know, I just wanted to kind of, you know, throw that piece in there because sometimes, you know, they, they say all the time, we're our own worst critic and we, we tend to pile the bricks on top of ourselves. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, sometimes, you know, it, it becomes a process to really, mm. you know, fully embrace who you are. I think that's the biggest internal, you know, internal battle on just embracing who you really are. You know what I mean? That's that's what, you know, when we talk about, you know, black culture, when we talk about, you know, people who are homosexual, when we talk about people who, you know, they may be into an alternative lifestyle as it pertains to, right. you know, just, you know, their religion. Or, you know, even, you know, what I said earlier, you know, the way that, I, you know, my, my political stance, it takes time to really fully embrace that, you know what I mean? Because you know that it may not be the norm, and you have to really mentally prepare yourself for, you know, the backlash that you get, because, you know, you, you, know, you know that you'll get some backlash, but then there's also a positive side of knowing that when it's all said and done, the next time this person sees me, you know, we can, you know, either they can have this conversation with me or we don't have to have the conversation at all, but right. they know where my stance is, you know. Um, and sometimes that that can be swayed, you know, and, you know, and I say on the negative end when it comes to people who, you know, are, are you know, in situations of being bigotry or, you know, uh, uh, racism and, you know, people with sexist, things like that, you know, if those could change, but like I said, they're embracing who they really are. And I think, you know, sometimes you have to have a mutual respect right. for it because, you know, you know where they stand, you know, you know, Hey, I don't, I mean, I need to be around that person because I know where they stand, you know, instead of them not embracing it. And, you know, one argument just, just, just turned into them, you know, saying something that I, I'm, you know, offended me to the worst matter. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but like I said, it, it, it takes time to get to that point though, you know, Right. No, I, I agree with that. And if you ever, um, without diving too deep into this, 
um, if you ever listen to, um, you know, Dwayne Wade uh, talk about his situation, you know, he talks about the struggles mm-hmm. of of what happened, you know, uh, with his life and, you know, being married to his wife and, you know, what, you know, what happened with, you know, his kids and stuff, you know, so he's very open about, about that stuff. But to your, to your point, um, you know, he made a stand and he said, Hey, this is my stance. You don't have to agree with it. You know, you don't have to like it, but this is my stance. And, um, you know, even, um, you know, even a few years ago, one of the things that stood out to me about, uh, you know, president Bush, uh, something he said one time and, you know, he's not the first person to ever say this, but he was kind of like, you know, this is how I see it. And you're either with us or you're against us. You know, there's no in between, you know, and, um, you know, whatever it was he was talking about, I don't remember, but it always stood out to me. It's like, you know, you're either with me or you're against me. And, you know, that's, that's the decision that I made. That's how I see it. You're either on board or you're not, you know? And I think, and I think when we're being authentic, to ourselves it's kind of like that it's like you're either on board or you're not you know this is this is me this is who I am and if you don't if you don't like it that's fine you know one thing I tell people you know most people that know me that spend any time around me know I've I've spent a lot of time in church right and uh you know I go to you know I I do go to church I haven't gone now since the pandemic I, I I choose to do online when I can you know um but you know a lot of a lot of times when I talk to some people you know uh you know, sometimes they'll, you know, you might say a word and, you know, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't, don't, don't apologize to me because I'm not your friend because you're conforming to what I believe. I'm your friend because I like who you are. You know, I'm your friend because I like you authentically. Like, I don't, I don't need you to, and it's not like I'm trying to be demeaning saying that, but I'm, I want them to understand. I don't need you to conform to how I think in order for me to like you. But then I got another friend who, when I talk to, (laughs) and if she listens to this, she'll know exactly who I'm talking about. I got another friend who every time I talk to her, you know, she'll drop an F bomb and I'm just laughing because some of the stuff she's saying is funny, but she's just authentically being herself. And I like that. You know, I, I want that. I don't want someone to be around me saying, Oh, I can't say that around you. No, because that's not authentic. I want you to be authentic and I want you to allow me to be authentic. You know, um, so it's, it's a very interesting dynamic that we, that we humans deal with. And I I heard, and this is the last thing I'll say about it. I heard someone talking about, um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they were talking about, um, humans and some of the, some of the things that we deal with and do, you know, certain species and animals, you know, don't have to do. And I, I, I always wonder not that they can't be their authentic self, but you, I always wonder, and it's a weird example, but I always wonder about like, like animals, like, you know, animals are, they're very instinctive and it's, and the things that they do by instinct, I don't know if there is, if it's looked at as if they do something off, if the other animals are like, wait a minute, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> you know? Like what's wrong with this guy? Like, um, yeah. I mean, not that's right, you know, like what is he doing? You know, but a lot of times, like I, I watch a lot of like discovery channel and stuff. I watch, I like to watch these, um, just just to see how animals interact with each other and is it doesn't seem very it doesn't seem common that they um 
at least from a far distance. I mean, there may be some level of it, but it doesn't seem common that they deal with that. And one example I'll give real quick and then I'll, and I'll, um, you know, let you go into it. But we were in uh, Miami. I think it was Miami we were in and we went to the zoo down in Miami. And there was a, uh, there was, I think this was my first time actually seeing an orangutan. Right. And at this zoo, these orangutans. So the way the zoo is set up, I don't know if you've ever been down there, um, but the zoo is it, it's, it's whatever the major zoo is down there. We went to the zoo and they don't have like fences up for the animals. Right. They have like these deep uh-huh. ditches where if the animal ever tried to cross, you know, they would fall in that ditch and they really wouldn't be able to get out. Um, and I guess right. it increases the experience for the zoo person. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to walk past that tiger man because I felt like he was athletic enough to come over that that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to walk near that tiger, but you know we did it. You know I was I was cool, but there was a time we went past the monkeys, right? And there was there was an orangutan and there was these other monkeys. And there was one monkey wall. I kid you not. There was one monkey, and he was sitting there and he was banging his head on a tree, like literally banging his head on a tree. <laughs> and me and my wife yeah. were sitting here. I was like, we. We're like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, what is wrong with the monkey? But the other monkeys that were around, they weren't bothered by it. They were just like, they, they were not bothered by it at all. And I was so shocked. I'm like, are, are they going to stop him? Like, oh, what are they, like, why is he doing that? But when we talked to the, um, I think we were doing a tour or something. When we talked to her, she said, well, no. And animals do have certain things that they, that they deal with and they have different coping mechanisms that a lot of people, if you don't really pay attention or listen to what they talk about with animals, they have their own type of coping mechanism. So what she said about this right. monkey was that he, it was a way for him to keep himself calm. Like it was, it was like a calming thing for him. Mm. And I thought that was so crazy, but I guess how it ties into that, it, how it ties into this conversation is that he was able to go bang, bang his head against a tree without judgment. Like he could say, I'm going to bang right. my head against a tree. Right. Now we were judging. <laughs> we were judging because we didn't know what was going on with the guy. You know, we we're like, man, this monkey, you know, what's going on with him? You know, but, um, you know, the lady right. told us like, no, you know, that's, that's how he keep himself. That's how he keep himself um, calm. And, you know, because I guess he was kind of a, a bad word, but you know, like a loose cannon, like he could, you know, he can kind of get off, you know, on a, on a tangent sometimes, but that was the way he kept him calm. Now I never, if I was smart at the time, I would have asked her, is that something you guys taught him or is that something that he learned on his own? You know, um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, but none of the other monkeys were bothered by it. Nobody, nobody looked, you know, nobody, nobody, everybody was like, okay. All the monkeys was like, okay, you know, that's just what do you do? You know, that's him. You know, what what are we gonna do? That's what he right. Do. <laughs> that's what he do, you know? So anyway. That's him, right. Yes. That's just him. You know, and if we could if we as people could live a life like that, man, you know, my dad used to say all the time, he would be like, you know, if I could choose, you know, I just live in the wild with animals when we were kids. He used to always say that. He said, because I don't have to worry about, you know, all this stuff that I gotta worry about with humans and people. You know, I was like, you know, as I got older, not saying I would want to do that, but as I got older, that kind of resonated with me more. I see, you know, I kind of see what he's saying. Like, you know, you live out in the wild, you know, um, uh, let me, let me just make this last point. Um, the movie, the movie I saw recently was, uh, Mowgli. And, um, they have a saying in that movie. I don't know where that saying come from. I think, I feel like I heard it somewhere else, but I think it goes like the strength of the wolf is the pack 
and the strength of the pack is the wolf. Mm. Right? So they got this this right. <laughs> as they called him in the movie, which I love, they call him the man cub. Um, they got this man cub out there, uh, this boy, and they're like, Listen, man, you're a wolf. I don't care what you look like, what is this, you know, whatever, you know, you're a wolf. You know, you're one of us. You know, and how great would that be for us as people to be able to walk in any environment and say, hey, you know what? You're human. You're not, you know, we, you know, you're, you're a human being. And of course we recognize, we recognize race. We recognize, you know, right. all these things, but you know, at the core we can, how, how nice would it be to walk in a room and say, hey, you know what? That guy's a human. He's after certain goals in life, just like I'm after certain goals in life. You know, let's not, let's not judge each other. Let's let ourselves be ourselves and let's, you know, let's, let's move on. So, um, that's, you know, those are some things that I think about when I listen to the examples that you gave. So, and I think, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm good. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think, I think when you explore a lifestyle like that, you know, just, just living judgment free, mm. you know what I mean? Just making sure that, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm responsible for me and my household, but however other people conduct themselves, I have a choice as to whether I can, I want to be involved or not. And I'm not going to judge that gives so much weight when it comes to freedom. Mm. You know what I mean? Like having a free mind, having a free conscience, having a free, you know, just, just, just a free understanding, you know, that, you know, like I said, when you, when you, when you make that comparison between animals and, and human beings, you know, the one thing that separates animals and human beings, now we start to talk about materialistic mm. things. You know, we don't see cars and, you know, we don't see those type of things and Air Jordans and stuff mm. like that. And, you know, a tiger wearing Air Jordans or a lion got a better <laughs> condo than, uh, you know, we, we don't see those type right. of things. But we see, you know, like I said, they live where they are. You know, their biggest fear or their biggest concern may be, hey, what's my next meal? Right, yep. You know what I mean? Or the predatory chain, mm. you know what I mean? And, you know, if we had that type of calmness, you know what I mean? I think there'd just be a lot more, uh, a lot less bullying, a lot less, you know, anxiety and a lot, you know, like I said, you know, people wouldn't, people wouldn't live with a lot of those things. If you really broke down barriers and, you know, separated everyone from, you know, your riches, your education level, you separate your, you know, uh, your wealth, you know, how you live, your lifestyle. If you strip every one of those things and say, hey, all five people in this room are equal, what's next? You know what I mean? Yeah. Then, I mean, I, I think that there'll be so much more uh, peace, you know, and, and, and love when it comes to just being able to live in society, you know, as a whole. Mm. Absolutely. No, I, I think you're right, man. I, I really think you're right. Now, um, well, we're going to go ahead and close this thing out, man, but I really appreciate you uh coming on the show and uh having this conversation because man this stuff is important man i, I think i think i do want to do some more of this man i think i want to do another like maybe a part two or something man because there's so much i think we could get into um even if we even if we adjusted the conversation a little bit to, to go into other things man i just i just hope that you and i can coordinate again and uh maybe make this happen uh even if it's after the new year, whatever it takes, man. But I, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can do this again. Absolutely. 
absolutely, brother. And I'll definitely be back for it, man. Uh, you know, I, I I definitely want to thank you for having me on, man. And I want to give you some uh, some praise, you know, for being bold enough to help, you know, expose some of these topics that you talk about. You know what I mean? Um, I listened to one of your shows, man, and I mean very profound when you talk about, you know, being the best you moving on to the next mm-hmm. level. You know, how you can do that within the workplace and, you know, just with people around you, man, that was extremely profound. And I, I, I have to say one, you know, I have to be one to say that, you know, even with the pandemic going on, man, your focus is positivity. And that's, that's amazing. That's amazing because a lot of people, you know, it's hard for them to stay focused on positivity nowadays, you know, with the election, it's hard for people to stay focused on positivity with, you know, with, with, with the unemployment rates rising, it's hard for people to stay focused on positivity, man. But you're focused on that positivity and you're you're making sure that, you know, hey, it's not just you, it's other people out here who are being positive as well, man. So I definitely appreciate you for doing that, brother. Oh, man. Man, I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, just hold the line and I'm going to hop on him. I'm going to close out the message, uh, the, the podcast, and then uh, hold the line and I'll get right back over to you, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Take care. All right, you too. All right, everybody. That was my friend, uh, Walter Swanson. Great conversation, man. I, I really enjoyed that conversation, and I hope uh, that you guys will continue to listen, continue to tune in. And uh, whenever we schedule that part two, I hope you guys will come in. This is your boy, Luke Burke, on the Candidly Speaking Podcast. I'm out.